If I gave a fuck what y'all think, y'all think I would be doing this? Welcome to the FMFU podcast. The podcast is from me for us. Vulgar but true, real and never fake. I'm your host Ayo Reese and I've got a lot of shit on my mind today so let's get into it. Happy Friday people and welcome to a fresh new episode of the podcast that's from me and for us. It feels good to be back rocking with y'all because as much as I hated to do it, I had to take a one week leave of absence. I had plenty of reasons for it though. Last week was rough man and to be real, It all started two Fridays ago. So I flew into the land late Thursday into Friday to hang out with my bros and uh, turn up for uh, his birthday and uh, also Cinco de Mayo. Luckily, I chose a great weekend to go because I was able to check out LeBron hit a dagger buzzer beater to beat Toronto in game three. So, of course, after the game, we had even more reason to kick it real hard that Saturday night. The shitty part about everything, though, was that I had a crazy early flight coming back that departed at 6 a.m. Yeah, man, dipped at 6. Not I had to be there at 6 to catch a later flight, but a flight was actually taking the fuck off without me, even if I missed it 6 a.m. I literally had to basically leave the club and go straight to the airport on some superstar Drake Amigos type shit, and that shit fucking sucked. I got to my gate just fine, but when I tell you, I was on that plane about to die. I was on that fucking plane feeling like I was about to die. (laughs) Flight was only an hour and some change, and I I think I fell asleep, but honestly, I couldn't tell whether I did or not because all I remember is taking off, trying to watch some ESPN on the JetBlue satellite channel or whatever for like half a second, and then I remember waking up, and then we were on the ground because we had arrived, and that same ESPN segment was playing. So... It, it was a real struggle. But anyways, we landed Logan. My head was killing me at this point. I mean, I haven't really been asleep besides maybe for them few minutes or however long it's been on the plane. And, um, you know, I'm so I'm waiting to get off the plane. You know how that is. It's always all these goddamn people trying to hurry up and get off. Like, hurry up and wait. Everybody stands up waiting for them to pretty much get to the gate so we can get off. But everybody's just all in the way and so goddamn anxious because we've been cramped in this fucking jet the whole time. So finally it works out. I get to grab my bag, boom, pull it down, get off the plane. So I'm getting off the plane. So I call Shorty, right? Now forget I got these fucking Beats headphones on. So as soon as I call her, it just starts ringing loud as hell. So I'm already mad. I got a headache and shit because I'm still half drunk. So the phone rings for like half a ring. And then the next thing I hear is, You have reached the voicemail box of... So I hang up and I'm thinking... Maybe my phone isn't ringing because of like, you know, a dead spot. I'm at an airport or something like that. Let me wait until, you know, I get further down the hall. So I'm walking further down the hall and I decide to call again. One more time, loud as hell through my headphones. You have reached the voicemail box of... I hang up again. Look at this phone half drunk and half tired. And I'm thinking to myself, I know this girl phone ain't dead. (laughs) 
figured to myself, you know, all right, let me like try to give it the benefit of the doubt. Let me get more towards the baggage claim pickup area. Then I'll try one more time. So I'm walking rather stumbling. And then I get to the baggage claim area and I try again. And once more, I heard you have reached the voicemail box of. So I'm clicking the shit out of his phone like I'm beating the hell out of his iPhone to hang it up. <laughs> Even though I'm trying to hang it up angrily or whatever ironically and surprisingly to myself i wasn't even mad i think it's because i was so goddamn tired and still half blasted that i didn't even have the energy to get upset so i shoot a text that says you know i think it was something like you know girl i know you didn't fall asleep on me and your phone's over there dead you know but when i send it the message goes through blue so i'm thinking like well shit if her phone died how that goddamn i message bubble blue so like, you know, shouldn't it be green if her phone is off? Like, this is what I'm thinking. You know, all my iPhone users know what the, you know, the blue bubbles are along with the, you know, the green bubble struggle. But anyways, so this blue bubbles being sent, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe she just cut her phone on or something. So unfortunately, the blue bubble being sent set me up for the fucking okie doke as I called one more time thinking that I might get lucky. So I'm over here like, okay, I'm gonna get lucky. She gonna answer the phone. Phone rings, half a ring, and once more I hear fucking, you have reached the voicemail box of. So at this point, I'm still not upset, but I'm just thinking like, fuck. Like, so, <laughs> so I'm looking at my, you know, so I was over here looking at my options at the time. And of course, you know, first thing we think is, you know, Uber or Lyft. I didn't really have anybody who I wanted to disturb or call because it's like seven something in the morning. So I'm looking at Uber and Lyft and the price of that shit was like 35 maybe even close to $40. So I'm just like, fuck that shit. I'm not about to pay that shit. Plus my phone was dying because I couldn't charge anywhere since I went straight from the club to the airport. On top of all this, I ain't even have my fucking house key. But I did tell myself that if it comes down to it, I need to at least make it in the crib. Then I'll just bang on the door when I get there. So instead of paying for an Uber, I did what anybody else would do if they had access to it. I hopped my ass on the Silver Line bus so I could get on the Red Line at the train station. So I'm on the bus heading to the T, and I get a sleepy-ass phone call from Shorty like, Oh, oh shit, I just woke up. My phone was dead. So of course me, I'm just like, uh, yeah. Well, I'm already on the way to the train station, so just pick me up from Quincy Adams. So I get to South Station, and then I realize that I didn't have, like, my full wallet with me. Only, like, the one part that can hold, like, my id and a couple cards so my other part of my wallet that i left at the house is the one that had my damn train ticket in it. so i'm like shit so i look for a machine to pay for a one-way pass and when i get down there to look for the machine both of the fucking machines are down so then i'm really just like fuck what else can go wrong and how am i gonna get on this fucking train so because it was so early it wasn't as packed and there wasn't really anyone down there securing or watching for anything so I looked and I waited and then I waited for my time to go. And as soon as I seen this white lady slide her car to get through the gate, I slid right behind her ass to get right on through. The only fucked up part is when you do this, it lets off this buzz sound and it's supposed to alert whoever is down there, man, in the gate that somebody didn't pay their fare. I thought about that part in the movie Mo Money where uh, Damon Wayans, he didn't pay his fare and the lady was screaming, pay your fare, pay your fare. And he dipped and hopped on the train at the last minute, but they ended up catching his ass. So as soon as I heard that buzz, I was out. 
I hit the motherfucking stairs like Roadrunner to make it to my train. And luckily, I didn't have to make a grand escape because my train wasn't arriving for another 10 minutes. So if I had to run from somebody chasing me, I would have been fucked. <laughs> Shit doesn't always work like in the movies, but it's all good. I got lucky. So I get on the train, make it to Quincy Adams, and she picks me up. So when she picks me up, I come to find out that we got to make a run to drop one of her cousins off on the other side of Boston. <laughs> so that shit delays me even longer from getting to a bed, which blew me because we would have already been on our way to do that if she never let her phone die from her drunken Cinco de Mayo escapades from the night before and been at the airport. But fast forward, we eventually make it home. And my Sunday's pretty much over for me after I nap and, you know, come back alive and do some cleaning, uh, you know, day's over with. So the next day rolls around and it's Monday. And Monday is never grand because who likes Mondays? Nobody. So I wake up for work on Monday and I walk into the office and uh, someone, you know, they try to say good morning. So I try to be polite and speak back. I try to speak back and my motherfucking voice is gone. Burf. Like I knew my shit was leaving on Saturday after that game. But I didn't know it was going to be as bad as it was. I was screaming like a freaking idiot after the game winner. And I'm sure that's what did it. Because it seems like anytime I go on a trip, I always lose my voice. And it's always a night after having some drunken fun. So, you know, also what's fucked up too is when I get to work, it seems like every time I lose my voice, and that's when everybody and their mom always wants to talk to me or spark up a longer conversation than normal. And that annoys me anyway because it's so damn early. And then they always want to hit me with the, Yo, your voice is gone. I'm just always thinking like, yeah, like I didn't fucking notice I can't talk. Like I could barely say anything for like two damn days. So with all this shit occurring, mind you, this was only Sunday going into Monday. I had all this shit going on. I also had a small work project to do and just had plenty of other fucking errands outside of work to run for the week. I just had to throw in the towel and say, fuck it. No podcast from Reese this week. It's the FMFU podcast, bitch. But that's all last week's shenanigans. And real talk, this current week has even been probably even more busy for a nigga than last week. But I told myself I couldn't miss another week because that isn't how I roll. So here we are. Episode 22. But wait, there's more. Because I missed last week, when y'all done listening to this episode of the FMFU podcast, I need y'all to go check out the second collab pod with the fellas over on the No Rules podcast. We dive into a little bit of basketball and some other pop culture shit. I think that if you enjoyed our first collab episode we did a few weeks ago, you damn sure are going to enjoy this one as well. That's No Rules podcast on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. A nigga trying to make some moves out here with this podcast shit, man. Moving on. I also want to say, before we get any further, because I missed it last week due to my absence, I hope all the mothers out there had a wonderful Mother's Day, and uh, hopefully you got a nice gift or a good home-cooked meal or something to be shown that you're appreciated for all that you do or did for your kid or two kids or multiple kids if you were, you know, four for four, like a Wendy's combo meal. And uh, also my daughter on Wednesday. She just turned three. fucking crazy to think that I have a three-year-old running around here, but I do. I can't believe it's been three years already. Time truly 
flies. And even by flying with this year, it's not halfway done yet because the halfway point is June. But I always feel like it's halfway when I hit May. Because as of this Friday, it's officially less than six months until my fucking birthday. I just can't believe this, man. I've said this before and before. Again, where does the time go? It just seems like it was the other day I was at the Ebony Gala in December telling y'all about us dogging that chick on the elevator. And look how far we've come. Wow. But to end my big long ass monologue, rant, catching up, whatever you want to call it, I do have one thing that I want to address or talk about today. And it's based on a post I saw on Facebook. You know, if you have been listening for me for however long it's been or if it's been the whole time or a while or whatever, I'm sure you've probably heard me say things like, you know, I get on here and I talk about shit that pops in my head or usually it comes from something that I've seen that's online. Typically, I'll say something, you know, around the means of like, you know, I saw something on Facebook or saw something here or whatever. And I never blast nobody or put nobody's names on there or anything like that because I don't feel like I'm attacking anybody or singling anybody out. But for this, I was told that I have to give the credit out. So I was looking on Facebook eh, two, three days, ago, three days ago, two days ago. How many other days ago it was? Anyway, I was on Facebook and I see my man J-Rock made a post. So he put a post up and he was talking about something that happened the night before that he wanted to share with everybody. So his post said, and I quote, last night, a homeless man asked me for a dollar. So I turned around and asked him for one. So when I asked him for one, he goes, don't disrespect me like that. I'm a man. I said, get a job first, then maybe you can claim that title. Now, to me personally, this shit was funny as fuck. And it's not necessarily funny because of what he said, but it's more so because of all the comments that followed. Man, when I tell you that there were about 250 plus comments on that one damn status alone, there were about 250 plus comments on that one damn status alone. You had bitches and excuse me for saying bitch. I'm sorry, but I don't I don't know them personally, but you had chicks on that status mad as fuck. First, the chick comments like and this, like I think was the very first comment. She was like, what did you gain from besides kicking someone when they were down? You could have just said no and kept it moving. That story says way more about you than it does him. You had people defending this nigga status. Um, based on what he posted, people was arguing on there. People was screenshotting the other status that people were posting on their timeline and putting shit up like, oh, you mad? You putting statuses up on your page because you in your feelings. One shorty was even so mad or upset. She even went as far as to say that people commenting saying they wouldn't give the homeless man any money or if it was their mother on drugs and they wouldn't put her in rehab, that they should have all been aborted. She also even said, I'm embarrassed to share this earth with people like you. Like this shit got so wild. And it's like, who really expected to happen based off of this one status of choosing not to give a homeless nigga a dollar? That's the power of the Internet, right? Definitely. So besides the fact of me making sure I plug my podcast on that status for people to listen and follow, it had me wondering, what is up with all these homeless people and what's the statistic on them? We know they're everywhere, but depending on where you live, you might not see them as often as I used to see them in the Port Richmond neighborhood in Philadelphia when I used to work for Norfolk Southern Railroad. 
Man, there used to be junkies and needles galore all through Port Richmond, man. That shit used to be fucking crazy. I think it was even crazier than East Cleveland, but who knows? It's a hard comparison. But moving on, I did a little bit of research and just some things that kind of interested me and kind of had me thinking. And I always like to learn new stuff. So did you know that homelessness has risen by 1% for the first time in over a decade? <laughs> that was based off of one consensus I got. One basically said 0.9, the other one said 0.7. So we're just going to say one to make it easy. Uh, they also said it is estimated that in the United States there are about 553,000 homeless people at one time. And this statistic included families, so that means there was even homeless children taken into account as well. 553,000 is a lot of damn people, yo. That's a lot of people just to have on the streets, even if America is really big and they're spread throughout the 49 states. I say 49 because I'm going to assume they wouldn't survive in cold-ass Alaska. Let's put it in perspective. 553,000 homeless people is more than the population of Atlanta or Sacramento or Miami or even Oakland. And mind you, these are all major cities with at, with at least one professional sports team. So I read this and I'm just thinking like, God damn, how did this shit even happen? For starters, I think even without any research, we know for a fact there are many factors that in, that, um, excuse me, that cause homelessness. Lots of them include, you know, unemployment, lack of affordable housing and foreclosures, PTSD, having no family to be able to support you when things are rough. And of course, substance abuse. Another fact I discovered that was fucked up, but nothing surprised me nowadays, is that African-Americans make up about one third of the homeless people. So we're the minority, but the majority race is homeless. Sounds a little bit like jail, how we're the majority in there, but we're the minority still in this country, right? <laughs> Moving on from that, though, while all of these factors I stated earlier are true, I think when you dive deeper, homelessness in America has a root issue. And I think that issue starts with low paying jobs. It's the FMFU podcast, bitch. The median hourly wage in the U.S. hasn't moved for fucking shit. It was... 1674 that's $16.74 in 1973. And guess what it is now? I even rounded it to a whole dollar for you. About 18 bucks. Now, I discussed in an earlier episode back in December, and I called it adulting in the new millennium. And I basically just said, you know, how it sucks growing up now because everything costs so much and, you know, we got so much more we have to pay for and the housing and all that stuff. Check that out if you missed it. But what everything I said in that episode is basically emulated from what I said about working people. It falls in the exact same scenario for homeless people. In 1973, like I said, there were no cell phone bills, no subscription services, none of that. And everything that we have nowadays, it costs about half of what it does, maybe even less than half of what it does now. Why hasn't the median minimum wage doubled? Another thing I read online and noticed that they said that minimum wage isn't even enough for a one bedroom apartment in most of the major markets because the population growth has surpassed the available housing for people to live. That's why housing in big markets is so fucking expensive. You got to think about this. We're rapidly growing as a country and we can't do something like China and create like a population control type deal. Well, who knows what can be done with old Donald dumping office? I don't trust him. But anyways, we know we can't control the population and it's going to continue to rise. So we will need more places for people to live. 
If we can't decrease the population or slow it down, what do we have to do? I say increase the amount of money that these companies are paying people for BS-type jobs. Oof. Diving even deeper than the housing crisis itself, ultimately, what do you need to pay for a house? Like I said, we need money. So if we aren't being paid enough, how can we afford to live anywhere? <gasps> I saw this point being made on Twitter, and uh, it wasn't directly about homelessness, but it still correlates to the topic nonetheless. To paraphrase, I believe it was something like, these companies should be the one who we blame for our issues in America. I think these companies use their power to offer jobs at the lowest rate to underpay people for stuff and make it seem normal when they should be getting paid more. Hence, they undersell jobs and it puts people who are desperate for any type of work to accept and then they end up behind on bills, can't afford to pay for their house, lose their house, they get depressed and become homeless. And while in the process of being homeless, they get strung out on drugs to ease the pain. Now, as far as the homeless stuff at the end and getting strung out on drugs, I threw that in there. But think about the pattern of everything I just said. Typically, that's how it happens. You have people who are homeless and get strung out on drugs because they're stressed out. They don't know how to deal with life. It's so much going on. You, your child can't eat. You can't do anything. So you turn to something that you think that can ease the pain. And it's something that turns into addiction. I feel bad for homeless people because I think about it. I can only imagine not having a roof over my head every night and having to sleep in a dirty abandoned building or a tent or even a bench on a bus stop. I mean, I was in my I've been in Miami like three times and it's always like they say beach bums like there really are beach bums. Like there's guys that be sleeping on benches and stuff. And it's just like, Jesus, like luckily you are in the warm weather, but it's just terrible. But I'm going to be real with you all. Although I feel bad, I'm just like most of the masses. Most of the time when I personally think or see a homeless person, I'm probably more so to assume, and I'm sure mostly everyone does too, is think that they want money to cop some drugs. Now, this may be true, and if it is true or we're not 100% sure, that's kind of just on the person, and we just have to make sure we use the right discretion into what their intent is. Like, if you feel like performing a good deed and passing along a dollar or a couple dollars, then if you're a little unsure about that and you know they're pretty hungry because you don't want to spend the money on drugs, then you could maybe contribute that to maybe like something to eat or a bottle of water or something. If you think that they might potentially be trying to cop some of them two for five purple tops. And my man's on the status, the one who initially started this conversation, he said he knew the dude because he was around all the time and that dude. I guess he gets a check, but I don't know. I guess he fucks the shit off on drugs or something. So they was all trying to play my mans, but I'd be real with you. If I knew that about dude and he was getting checks and shit, I wouldn't have gave him a fucking dollar either. Fuck that. But the root of that with all these people making these comments, and I think what I just really got to say about it is that the problem I have, and I think some of the people that were defending what he said on the status about how he didn't give him a dollar, the problem that I, me and those people defending them have is that you can't go on somebody's status and tell them what they need to do. You can't tell somebody what to do with their money. Telling someone what to do with their money is the problem with everyone in society. You can't pocket watch people and say, shit, nigga, you need to spend your money on this cause. You ain't supposed to do that for this. You ain't supposed to do that. If I give five dollars to the church and don't give a dollar to a homeless guy, does that make me a bad person? No.
you can't sit here and examine exactly what someone should do or decide on what they should spend or decide what they shouldn't spend their money on. You don't know everyone's scenario or situation. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't affect you personally, it shouldn't fucking bother you that bad where you're talking about that your mother should have aborted you. That's some fucking psycho shit. That chick on that status should not have been throwing insults out like that. It's just terrible, man. It's just terrible. But if that's the person's choice, we shouldn't be judging them on that. Let's stay in our lane and not worry so much about what the next person is doing. And let's focus on what we can do to ourselves to help anybody in any situation. In the words of Snoop Dogg, stay the own, get your own. Know what I'm saying? Be independent, nigga. Biatch! Short and sweet podcast for this week, but you get double the dose as you get this and my No Rules Pod collab. Plenty of good content to go around. What Oprah say that one time? You get a collab. You get a collab. You get content. <laughs> I'll be back next week discussing whatever pops in this dome of mine. Summer's starting to heat up, and we know when that sun comes, I get my energy, so I'm really going to be in my bag. I'm going to keep pushing that good content out, keep y'all laughing, talking about some real shit, and getting y'all thinking. Stay the fuck up. Thank you for listening to the FMFU podcast, the podcast that's from me and for us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, and comment, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Also, make sure you get at me on my social media pages. I have a Facebook page, which you can search for, search for from me, for us, or you can leave it in a status at FMFU underscore podcast. Also, get at me on Twitter and Instagram at the same at names. That's at FMFU underscore podcast. Remember, people, always keep it a buck, always keep it a thousand, and perception is everything. I hope you have a nice day. Still fuck y'all.